welcome to the Apex Church Podcast. Thanks for listening and we hope you enjoyed today's message. Be sure to check out our website at www.apexchurch.org.uk and let us know you've been listening. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Well, today we begin our new sermon series and our theme as a church as we go into a time of prayer and fasting called Push. I have two young boys and they both love being outdoors and they really enjoy going to play parks. And both boys are at different ages and stages in their lives at the moment. My youngest boy just wants to run everywhere. And when we go to the play park, it's really difficult actually to get him to play with some of the things that are there for them to play with. Sometimes we have to force him to get into the swing so that we can swing him back and forth or even to go down the slide. And my older boy, he can't wait to just go and run wild and go in all the different climbing frames and assault courses and activities. He goes from one thing to the next. And even when I do get him in the swing, he always asks for a push. And sometimes he'll ask for just a little push. And other times he'll want to go really high. My youngest, when he's in there, he just loves someone pushing him as he swings back and forth. But the reality is when they're both sitting on that swing, they're enjoying it. They're going backwards and forwards, but they're not actually going anywhere. Even when they go on the roundabout, they love going round in circles and they love being pushed a little bit and go faster and faster. And they're spinning around, but they're, they're not really going anywhere. But when they get onto the climbing frames and the assault courses, that's when you see them as they grow and develop, take on new challenges. It's when you see them step up and pull themselves up, when they have to negotiate one or two obstacles to get to the end of the course. It's at that stage in life where we see them problem solving, trying to push themselves a little bit further. And this sermon series, I want you to use this as maybe moving from just the swings and the roundabouts to moving into some of the bigger things. See, today as I start this series, and I hope that as I share God's word today, you'll sense that push of the Holy Spirit. Because to grow and develop on your journey, we can't just play around in the swings and the roundabouts. There is so much for us to overcome, so much for us to step into, and today I pray that at the very start, you will receive that little push, that nudge of the Holy Spirit today. Turn in your Bible, please, to our key text for this week as we come together as a church family to pray. It's in Luke chapter 5. It's an incredible story of where Jesus performs one of his earliest miracles. We find here a group of fishermen who have had one of the worst nights of their career. They've went to sea and they have caught absolutely nothing. Now, you can imagine these fishermen were not in the best of humours. They haven't slept, they haven't had a fruitful night, they've went home that day without a pay, they are not at the highest point in their lives, they are discouraged. And in the midst of this, Jesus has brought a huge crowd of people who are listening to him teach. And during this story, these expert fishermen 
are told what to do by someone who'd never been at sea one day in their life. Now, you just imagine if any of our trawler men here in Peterhead were to have one night like this and me, the pastor, was to come and tell them what they should be doing, I am pretty sure their response would not be very positive. But these experts are pushed by the master and they have one of the most incredible experiences that they ever had aboard their fishing boat. In this chapter, we, we read three different miracles. We see how Jesus is in control of all things and in control of nature, but also we see him perform two miracles. And it shows us not just Jesus' power, but his sympathy and his ability to move in every circumstance. And maybe today as we read this, you can think of where you find yourself in life right now. And remember, Jesus cares, and he has the power to do incredible things in your life. Let's read together from verse 1 of chapter 5. One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats, left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both boats, so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' feet, knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats upon us up on the shore, left everything and followed him. They left everything and followed him. The best night they'd ever had or their best trip that they'd ever had, and they left it all when they realized who Jesus was. See, this weekend, as we come together as a church family, and even as you're watching me today, can I encourage you, like what we see right at the beginning of this Bible passage, to push in to hear God's word. I love what the message translation says here. It says this, that we're pushing in on him to better hear the word of God. And as we start this sermon series and this thought for our week of push, let's push in to hear what God is saying. And when we come to times like this of prayer and fasting, we can come with motives that are maybe self-seeking. But I would encourage you this week to come with a heart that wants to know more of Jesus, that wants to know his word, which wants to fall in love with him afresh, to be like that crowd of people that were pushing in so they could better hear the word of God. 
Can I encourage you this week as we set time aside to pray, set time to come together as we go through these next few days to really be intentional that you are listening to what God is saying, that you are taking time to hear his voice through his word as we spend time reading our Bibles, through what is shared in our meetings, but also those returning thoughts. Just what you sense the Spirit is saying to you in your certain moment of life right now. But another key point, and I think fasting is really helpful with this, is in the renewing of your mind. See, your thoughts are speaking to you. They are saying things to you, and some of it is not helpful. A lot of it can be harmful and negative, and that's not the voice of truth. That's not the voice of God. And as we go through these next few days, what an opportunity you have to renew your mind, to not just accept the first thought that comes to your head, to not just accept the messages that society, that media and culture is washing us with, but to remind ourselves of the truth of God's word. You will have a profitable week if you take time to listen, but also to renew your mind, to not think like someone who's negative, defeated, but actually to speak like someone who's a child of God. But you've got to push into that. You've got to push past the negativity, push past all the things in your mind that are holding you back and listen to God's word. And I would encourage you just to push out a little. See here that when they get in the boat, Jesus encourages them to just, he just pushed out a little. Didn't go the full distance, to go right in the middle of the lake. Just, it says, just a little. You know, Jesus is just looking for you today to just, just push out a little. Just take a step. Maybe this is the first time you've ever took a step of obedience or you've just be, said yes to Jesus for the first time. It's just a, a little step. It might feel like a mountain. It might feel like it's a huge step. But actually, Jesus is just looking for the willingness of your heart. You see, here we have this moment where Jesus speaks to Simon and he only says to him, look, can I get a shot of your boat and just, let's just push out a little so that the people on the shore could hear him speak. But also this was a test for Simon. Jesus wanted to know his heart and, and Simon had a willing heart. He was willing for Jesus to use his boat. Not only did he allow Jesus to use his boat, he followed his leading. He followed his direction. He did what Jesus asked him to do. Friend, in your life, just follow what Jesus asks you to do. Follow his leading. Follow his direction. Follow his ways. Follow his word. Follow him. And it will lead you into his will. If you are confused, if you are unsure what you need to do, can we just get back to the basics today of listening to what God has told us in his word. Listen to the spirit today and just follow him. Maybe you've got to a point that you're not confused, but you have overcomplicated your life because you've tried to do everything how you think it should be done. Can we just take a moment to just have a willing heart to follow the leading of Jesus? You see, they push out a little. And Simon's response and willingness to obey what Jesus had just told him to do 
allowed him to experience an incredible miracle as Jesus demonstrated his control and authority over nature. Can I encourage you, if you take a little step this week, if you just push in a little this week, be ready to see God exceed your expectations. If you come with a willing heart, if you come just willing to push in, just wait and see what God will do. God is looking today for people that are willing to obey his word, to push in, and let's just wait and see what God will do. Let me tell you about someone who's part of our church. Her name is Beth. Beth has been part of our church for the last few years, and she came to a point where she was asking God, look, Lord, I'd love to serve you. What, what can I do? And she was really struggling to think of what she could do. But suddenly a thought came to her that she was reminded of a family that she knew. And they weren't originally from Peterhead. They'd moved into Peterhead for work. And one part of that family, the, the father, couldn't speak great English. And he actually had to go home to their home country whilst the mum and the kids stayed here in Peterhead. And she just thought, if we could have helped to integrate them into our community a bit better, then maybe that family would still be united here in Peterhead. So she took the decision to go and train, took some online courses, how to teach people basic spoken English. Now she's a college lecturer and for her, it, it was a natural thing for her to do. And she did that, but she never did anything about it until her husband, Alan, eventually was speaking to Pastor Neil one Sunday. And when Beth came over beside them, Alan said, Beth's got something to say to you. See, Beth had, was struggling to pick up the courage to come and speak to Neil or myself. But Alan just gave her that little push. And Beth began to tell Neil of this whole journey and what she'd experienced and how she'd learned to do this and thought, hey, if I can be of any help, just let me know. And of course, Neil shared that with me and we thought, We've, we can help here, we can do something. And long story, condensed very short, that in a couple of weeks' time, we're going to be hosting a launch night for a conversation cafe where people from our community who maybe English isn't their first language, but they can come together as a family and they can improve their spoken English. Could you imagine if you were in their shoes and you were in a different place and you couldn't speak their language? Could you imagine the impact it would be if someone was to come and say, I will help you understand a little bit better, not only English, but how to speak Doric and Peterhead as well. I really believe that because Beth had a little push, because she was willing, I really believe that God's going to use this to bless a lot of people in our community, but also to advance his kingdom as well. Sometimes you just need a push. Can I encourage you? Come on, let's take a push. Push where? Push out deeper. You see, when we first take that little step, that push a little, we begin to gain confidence that we actually are able to push in a little bit further. And Jesus, when he gave them that instruction to push out into the deep water, the fishermen at that point were in the shallow water because they were washing their nets. 
They were in the shallow water where it was deep enough to wash their nets, but they were never going to catch anything of significance in the shallow water, but they were preparing their nets for their next trip. And maybe that's where I believe you find yourself today. You've been in a season of positioning and preparing for what is next, but Jesus is calling to you today and saying it's time to push out into deeper water. It's time to take that step of faith. It's time to push in to what God has been calling you into. As you've listened to his voice, it's time to push out. You've been prepared. God's positioned you. It's time to get ready to put down your nets. Why is it important that we obey this calling? Well, if you hold on to your nets, which is a symbol of your life, then you'll never make a catch. If you stay where you are, you'll miss where God is leading you and positioning you to. If you stay in the shallow water, you'll never know the depths and the richness of God. It's when we say yes, it's when we are willing, when we push out, we begin to see God bring that catch into our lives. We're in his will, we're where he wants us to be, and we begin to know him in a greater and fuller way. It's time to push. But when you push, always remember that you're pushing because there is a resistance. Just think about it, when you try to open a door and it says push, you're pushing against something. And you've got to be aware of the pushback. I had a great conversation with a dear friend in our church once again called Stephanie. And we were having a chat at a wedding recently. And she was telling me, first of all, about an opportunity, something that she'd love to do. She would love to teach an exercise class, but it was based on Broadway songs. Now, if you knew Steph, you would know this is exactly the right thing for her to do. She loves theatre. She loves to perform. She's super fit as well, really well looked after her well-being and all that stuff. This would be ideal for her. And during that conversation, she told me about how she loved her day job and how things had been changing and shifting a little bit. They weren't sure what that was going to look like, but how she was going to try and do both things at the same time. And in a few days after this, it, sadly, her day job, she was made redundant. It was taken away from her. And that wasn't expected because she thought that that job was for ever, it was for now, it was going to be something that she could do and it was a dream job for her. But in that moment, she took that as a push. And she's going for it. She is set up and she's got our dance class which started this week. She was amazed at the turnout that turned up for the first night. But she could have quite easily thought, well, this is never going to work. Look what's happened with my day job. I'm going to have to give up on that dream. But she didn't. You see, when you are pushing in, when you're pushing up, there's always going to be resistance because the enemy doesn't want you to push into all that God has for you. There's always going to be that fear within you of what could happen. You've got to push against that. There's always going to be those religious, traditional, bound up people that are going to try and pull you down, but you've got to be willing to push past them. There's always going to be those negative, anxious thoughts, but you've got to make the choice that you are not going to allow that to hinder you from all that God has got for you. It's time to push. The Bible says that they'd worked hard all night. 
And maybe that's where you feel yourself at right now. You've worked hard all night and you have caught absolutely nothing. Well, God is not limited by your current circumstance and situation or experience. It may feel like your nets are empty, but God can fill them even in the most unlikely of circumstances. You see, it says, working hard all night, and there's nothing wrong with working hard all night. They didn't do anything wrong. In fact, I think it's important that we show a lot of effort. And God is not against effort. God, though, is against trying to earn his favor. The Bible teaches us that he's got grace for us, which is undeserved, unmerited favor. You cannot earn anything from God. But that doesn't mean that we need to be busy about growing and going on this journey of growing spiritually. And as you do so, and I think actually fasting is one of the best ways that you can do this because you are prioritizing God and you are surrendering God. We're not trying to bend his arm and earn his favor. We are prioritizing him and surrendering to him in our lives. It's pushing back against all the other stuff and allowing him to reign in our lives. Be encouraged. Even if all you see is emptiness, or all you see is you've worked all night and you've caught nothing, he can still fill your nets when you listen and obey his word. Peter says, because you say so, because you say so, I will let down the nets. Peter might not agree he was the expert, but he was willing to obey the master. See, the expert fisherman knew the best time to fish was at night, but we, we see a key lesson here, that we should never ignore God's instructions even when they don't make sense. It might not like it, might not suit your preference, but if God said it, I would encourage you to listen to what he said because it's obedience that leads to results. It was Peter's obedience to Jesus' instruction that led to this miraculous catch. Is there some area in your life that you are being disobedient? You're not obeying what God has shown and taught us. And if you want to see the results that God has for you, that is to, for your good, then you need to obey him. It's when you listen and follow his instruction you're in the right place. And in those moments, you can trust God with the outcome. See, it's our responsibility to listen, to follow, and obey. And we trust God with the results and the outcome. So we're pushing in. We're going a little deeper. We're being aware of the pushback. But we also read here about a miraculous catch. It says that they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break and that when they took the fish aboard the boats they were beginning to sink. Their nets began to break. God has got so much more than you'll ever need. God is more than enough for you. He's got everything and some that you need. He is the all-sufficient one and he'll give you enough 
for what you need, but amazingly, he gives you more so that you don't keep it to yourselves. You can be a blessing to others as well. When we listen, follow, obey, there's an overflow in our lives. And it's not for us to keep. We hear about a catch here, which means to capture alive. And it's a continuous, ongoing action. And in this moment, Jesus is commissioning his disciples to capture people for the kingdom of God and to go on from there on to be someone who leaves the greatest catch of their lives to follow Jesus as true disciples. So they signaled in their partners, on their partners to, in the other boat to come and help. And they came and they filled their boats so they began to sink. See, when you push, it doesn't just benefit you, it will benefit those around you. There's a young boy in our church, he, he's quite a lad, he's good fun, and he's always like, an outdoor kind of guy like my two boys I mentioned earlier. And last summer, he was on holiday up in Deeside, was holidaying at Ballater. And uh, if you've ever been there, and you've been a little bit further on your way to Balmoral, you'll know there, there is a suspension bridge called the Cambus Amé Bridge, which goes over the River Dee. And it's a beautiful spot, and it's, it's quite picturesque. And as a family, they were visiting there that day, and they were swimming in the River Dee. And when they got there, there were some of the local soldiers who live in the barracks there, um, who were obviously protecting um, royalty at this point, but they had some free time, and they were playing in the water too. And they'd climbed up on the bridge, and they were thinking about jumping off that bridge and into the water. And as they were looking over the bridge, looking into the water, they were a little bit sheepish and a little bit scared, and they didn't really have the courage to jump off. Now, these are soldiers, trained people to protect our royalty, our country, to go into war zones. These are fighting men scared to jump off a bridge. And little Micah, who's only a young man, climbed up onto that bridge, pushed past the soldiers, and first time jumped in to the River Dee. And the crowds on the shore were clapping and shouting and cheering him on. See, Micah, for many years, has jumped off of piers and parapets and Gamery Harbour and Colliston and all around. And when he saw that bridge, he was not feared at all. It reminds me of a young man by the name of David in the Bible who went to a battlefield surrounded by soldiers who were scared, who were fearful. But David had a revelation of who Jesus, who God is. And in that day, he came and he heard an enemy who was calling on the name of the Lord and bringing disdain. And he would not stand for it. So he pushed back against that enemy. And the Bible says he picked up those smooth stones, swung them around his head, and he took out that giant that day because he was not allowing the pushback of the enemy. He decided that he was going to push in a little bit further. You're watching me today, and you have allowed the enemy to push you back too much, hindering you from all that God has for you. Well, can I encourage you? Let's make it today the day where we decide 
we're going to push back. We're going to push in a little further. We're going to trust God. We're going to rely on Him. We're going to make, we're going to do all that we can do and trust Him with the results. But friend, it really all starts with this moment where you realize who Jesus is and you go on this journey of following him. And you could be watching me and you've never started this relationship with Jesus. That's why he came into this world because he wants to be in relationship with you. He wants to lead you into his will and all that he has for you now to be with him for all eternity. That's why Jesus came to the world. That's why he went to the cross to deal with that which separated us from our Father in heaven, to deal with our sins, to take the punishment and pay the penalty for all our sins, everything that you've done that has offended God. He dealt with it there on the cross. And now when you turn away from your sins, you can receive the forgiveness of the Father and you are welcomed into his family. You're watching me now. You say, Daniel, I want to receive that forgiveness. I want to know Jesus. Just pray these words after me. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you that you are my saviour. I recognise I am a sinner. I turn away from my old life. I choose to follow you. I believe you are risen from the dead. And I confess you are my Lord. I welcome in your spirit to my spirit. Make me a new person. Help me to follow you every day. In Jesus' name, amen. You pray that prayer, let us know. We want to help you on your journey. Come on, believer, it's time. It's time to push. It's time to make that choice that we're not going to sit back anymore. We're going to go into all that God has for us.